This is the True Detective Podcast by Blee TV, covering Season 3. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. Uh, this is covering Episode 3, um, which is called The Big Never. The Big Never. Uh, who's the director on this one? The one and only Daniel Sackheim. Sackheim. I mean, the name just, it gets me every time. The God guy's got history on Game of Thrones. He I does. know that name. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it sounds right. It sounds so It sounds right. like something that we would have... Yeah, you've got Sackheim, Podesta. I mean, there's just some of those key last names you just can't <laughs> forget. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I don't um, know if he's Thrones, but he may have been something we've heard before. Was anybody else disappointed we didn't get two hours of this True Detective? I mean, wow. I'm just like, <laughs> I was so, we were so gifted with two hours in the beginning. To only get this one hour was tough on me, man. Yeah, because I kept waiting for that moment where it fades to black because there was a few moments yes. where you're like, Oh, there it goes. Oh, well, got a little bit more. Oh, there it goes. Uh, a little bit more. Uh, one thing I will say is that the pacing is still excellent on the oh, show so yeah, far. there's no doubt. I was never bored. Never. Not a single thing. No, I've never been bored, and I've never been upset by a moment in the show or anything like that yet. No, I mean, because the acting is phenomenal, and just the way they're using music and like almost freeze frames throughout these uh, interviews and just like driving by the kids and stuff, it goes really creepy music almost like it's halloween or something i'm like okay and i think pizzolato stumbled or geniusly came across the fact that doing three time eras in a single season gives you three different plots to follow yes three different interesting things to keep track of and it's like oh this is good i mean you ends up where you don't have these dull moments Mm -mm. everything you have to pay attention to all of it so it's like oh well i'm Always intrigued, always captivated by what's on the screen because you know you're got to be searching. You have to believe that over 50%, if not more, of what you're watching is truly just to make your mind wander in 40 different directions of who done it, who why, this, that, so on, when the answer is probably right in front of you, but you just cannot synthesize it with so much information in front of you. Yeah, because sometimes you don't quite know what area you're in. Like, I'm sometimes slipping between that, but like not in a bad way or anything. And then the three errors also builds in, it's like an instant pot for character development. And I think that's a really genius way to do this because we've only got eight episodes. And so we're getting cheating our way through it a little bit. Yeah. Well, just, all right. I mean, don't get me wrong. Season one, some of those times where they sit down at a table and they're being interviewed when you're talking to, you know, cop, cop, this, that, or so on, and that camera's right there, and you're just letting that actor do his thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, this episode had Roland West with Stephen Dorff just just spitting it out. Oh, I mean, controlling it all the way through. Controlling it, just stealing the show for episode three. I mean, just own and to me, like that's the stuff that like gets my goat, man. It's just like that's what makes this legit, is that these guys are bringing it like that. Like they're just acting, and that is something that you're not allowed to do in a whole lot of TV shows anymore. And that's why I've always respected anything just HBO because they give you those kinds of things. Yeah, I, I love all the moments where you feel the sting a little mm-hmm. bit of oh, what yeah. the person's saying, like when the guy calls, uh, "Hey, son." You know, talking about getting a warrant and stuff like that. I guess yeah. you're going to have to do that, son. son. And yeah. stuff. I was like, ooh. Yeah. You know, for myself, I was mad. Oh, yeah. And Roland, I went purple just to choke him out. Yeah, or Roland saying, right like, I'm making a point. Yeah. <laughs> or, or he looks at him and goes, y'all fucked a good cop. You know? Or, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know I mean? Just, just straight up, like, eat that. And he said, yeah. he said I, I bet he wasn't even mad at you, was he? <laughs> I bet he didn't even give you a hard time, did he? You know? He's like, no, he didn't. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I... I the dialogue stuff is 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 grown so much from last season to now. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Because first season you talk about it, 
when you got McConaughey and, and them sitting there, it's like making his little beer can. It's kind of, you're jerking off on the page a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh yeah. You know, but he had had that story in his mind for a long time. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's always what happens. That sophomore season, it's like, oh well, I don't have anything to back up that. You know, but then the third season, it's like, well, you know, I know I have to bring it. And I think he has. I think he's really nailed it with actor's choice and everything. Right. Through and through. And I mean, it was like they were big name actors, but they weren't necessarily big name actors. They just all had that experience and were waiting for this kind of role. Yeah. And they're all nailing it. Yeah, it was on the money. I think we can all agree. There's no point in, you know, jizzing here and saying that, well, it was a fantastic episode. Da, da, da. We get to, let's talk about the episode itself. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't, we don't like to go, you know, scene by scene. New revelations. Let, let, let's talk about key points of the episode that shook us when it comes to what our original direction and what we thought things were going. Um, I've got a few of them marked. Um, I got to tell you, the biggest thing that hit me the entire episode, I was like, oh, hell no. Clipping pictures is when Rowan pulls out that map and on the bottom right corner was a yellow crown. Yeah. Okay. And you talk about season one throwback. You talk about tinglings down the back of the neck. Hold on yards. What the hell are we looking at here? Uh, I mean, it comes down to, do we think it's a connection back to season one, or is it just well, kind of... We've heard a crooked spiral, yep. and now we've seen a, literally a picture of a yellow crown. And we've got a kidnapped little girl, which would go into the crooked spiral yes. as well. Correct. And even a mention of, maybe they never wanted the boy to begin with. Yes. I mean, there's plenty of connections based on those things right there. The, I think the map is just a picture... Um, of showing you where the playground, their play secret play area is. Would y'all think that is? Well, no, this, but this could be a D and D map too. Yeah, very true. So because I mean, we find the dice and everything. Yeah, that's the thing is, what we find is what it looks like. The different ways they play with each of the children. Mm-hmm. The boy gets D and D time, action figure time, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And a lot of people actually use action figures as characters in a D and D game. Yes. Okay. The dice, all that stuff. The girl we see. Multiple more of yeah, the straw dolls, more dolls in, in there. Um, and a lot of drawing and coloring. Mm-hmm. You see all her little, looks mm-hmm. like sketchbook pages are torn out and notebooks and stuff like that. So you see the different ways, the new toys, you know, that the parents have no idea. Right. Know. And the revelation that the boy never really played with the kids and that was all false. And so absolutely. We've 100% found out that these they kids were, lying, were lying to their parents, lying they, to their parents. This kid had an alternate lifestyle. That the parents are completely oblivious mm-hmm. to. Right. And this is so creepy when you have kids and stuff like that is because this is exactly what happens, you know, before a kid gets abducted. Yeah. Is you get a trust built right before you snatch him up or convince them of something that gets them into a, a corner and then you snatch him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like this really, you know, kind of curdles my, you know. Well, it's also, it's the same ingredient of having two parents that the kids are byproducts. They're not the focus. You know, no, I mean? well, like, like the dad said, I've never seen the kid here. He's never come here. They've always gone there. And like the mom's like, huh? You know, so I mean, like, it's obvious that the kids were just, they were not a focus of anyone's life in that household. No, we, we got an absent mother mm-hmm. and a stressed out father. Who might not even be the father of both of the, these children. Very possible. I mean, she's obviously been riding him. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of just a... You know, a local yokel that doesn't make a lot of money and doesn't have much yeah. ambition, whatever. I understand some of this stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, it's a lot of it's normal marital problems. Yeah. But obviously, this gets into heated battles at the house. Nonstop. You know, yeah. Just the, fighting, probably. We throwing. talked about, I, I, 
I think I nailed the notes through the hole in the wall. Yeah, the the notes were huge. Yes. Right. I mean, some of them are just like, "Good night." You know, some of them were like, "I'm here with you. I'm here with you. You know, I'll always protect you." You know, it's simple so, things. That I, I see a big brother. You're on the money there. Yeah. And, and the notes are clearly have been rolled, rolled, rolled up, rolled into a tight little, and wad. then unrolled and kept in a notebook to flatten. Yeah. So I'm like. I, th- I might have nailed that. Which also, like, bravo to Will for thinking of drilling a hole like that and everything. Like, I mean, that's not something that your average kid is really going to think about. You want the bravo here. How about the bravo of making the viewer feel like the uncle is a scumbag that's been peeping on a little girl and it makes us talk about it for the first couple episodes of, oh, he's potential, he's a guy, you know, da 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 when the reality of it is seeing these notes right here completely changes the aspect of this hole. We think. I think you're on the absolute. Yeah, I, mean, I think you hit the nail on money. The head. I think that that is one of the, that's the best thing. I think I, I I feel like I could put five hundred dollars on that right now and say that is absolutely awesome. Well, I, like I said, I I think that's the case, and I think that's just mainly to highlight the fact that they live in a shitty household. Yeah, this is oh, a yeah. terrible home environment. You know, it sucks to be kids in this house. Mm-hmm. You know, and the girl probably has trouble sleeping. You know, because she's terrified or upset about what's happening and stuff. Makes total sense to me. I'm so, right there with you. But I agree. The revelations we find at the house. Well, and then the other big revelation at the house is we get this bag. Yeah, the boy, the Hoyt Foods bag. Okay, so we get a Hoyt bag, mm-hmm. and then we also get a photograph of him in the same exact pose. Yes. In his communion photo. All right, let's talk about the photo first, because the Hoyt bag leads into more of the episode here. Okay, my first thought of when I saw that pose is, okay is that who has access to that picture, okay, which basically means the people in that house, mm-hmm. okay? And so does that solidify that the, the daughter helped pose him based on so. that? Is that? To me, that's what I came to the conclusion of, is that however if he died, if it was on purpose or not, the dolls and the way he was posed is showing the way uh, of how the sister was involved in his posing. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that 100%. But see, we kind of thought that from the jump with the dolls. We were like, they want him to be found, and he's not mutilated or anything. Mm-mm. No, he's in a peaceful manner. Yeah. Um, it's like he said. I it's, think, like, it's like we don't want him to be found immediately, but we want him to be found. Yes. And then I think you even said it. Like they were almost kind of protecting him. In, yeah. In well, he's out of the it. elements. Yeah. You know, they put him underneath something. Um, well, and like the dolls were kind and, of like guardian and, angels. And I even said, I was like, it doesn't look like he was hit in the back of the head or anything like that. I said, he landed on something yeah. or fell. Well, well the, cr- the, the crime scene where he find the bloody rock, the dice, the hair on that, stuff like that, or so on, it truly makes me believe that his death was accidental. was accidental. And that the reason he was posed is because the sister, is, that's what they did, and now she's gone because they're fearful. He, she doesn't have a protector anymore. She doesn't have it. I don't want to go home anymore. And so... It makes me jump all over the idea is that they weren't kidnapped. They were just facilitating, you know, that she was facilitated a way out of a bad situation. Now, I still think the people that are playing with them in the woods are of a nefarious kind. Okay. And I do believe that when these people that were playing with them are planning to kidnap, kidnap them. them, is that maybe he gets scared tries to protect his sister, mm-hmm. and falls and hurts himself. You know, that, the daughter's young. Mm-hmm. The little girl's young or like that. They could easily tell her, Because she's like, what, four years younger than the brother it almost feels Yeah, like? but it, horrible accident that this happened. 
I just keep going back to the fact of is if if they were being kidnapped and he was protecting her, would you let her be incorporated in his posing and everything afterwards? Would you allow the body to be moved? Would you do that stuff? Because if now if you've done a crime, that's a good point. That would person would want to flee. You would just leave the body there where the rock was that killed him. No, and, but that's how you convince a little girl too, like you know. If we don't get out of here, you'll be in big trouble because they'll think you did this. Yeah. You know. You could use, let, the, you could use the Jedi mind trick. Yeah, you, I get you. You use the reverse psychology on a little girl because you're still getting what you want, but she's which is be, taking this girl, right? The thing is, maybe the girl never, is scared enough where she never wants to come back or let anybody know she's alive because she thinks she's going to be in trouble for Will's death. It's possible. Or, you know, it's the same. Like I said, the captives kept her captive for a while. But she's roaming around a Walgreens pharmacy. She wasn't kept no. locked up or something. Or maybe she's on the run. I don't know. But what I'm saying is, I think the people who are nefarious wanted to kidnap her and take her. I believe that to an extent. I do to an extent, too. Let me, let me throw a random question out here. Okay. Where did they get the original fingerprints from? And if you're 10 years later, I don't know the science behind that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I remember you're a, if you're a ten year old little girl, and you're twenty. Do you don't when you're don't your fingertips and all that stuff? I mean, no, no, your fingerprints are your the fingerprints same. Never right, changed. but your hand grows. Yeah, yeah, but it never changes your fingerprint. Okay, I, I, I want to make sure we're on the same page. And so, where do, did they ever show where they got the original prints from? Or was that from? But they can get them anywhere in her bedroom, anywhere. Yeah, and I, also, I, like, I mean, I remember in elementary school when you had uh, fair day. The police would come and they let you fingerprint yourself like it was a fun thing to do. But I mean, that's one way you have your I'm, fingerprints. I'm just saying, 1980, they they constantly show them printing yeah. stuff. Okay, I just want to make sure. I'm I just never saw that. I don't know if I missed something. But no, I, don't I don't think, think they, you missed something. I don't but, think they ever showed it. Yeah, but they knew where her they knew her bicycle. They knew her toys. You know, what I mean, they, I'll give you that. easily pull a print off of something. Well, you could say they matched one of the sets, you know, at a scene. Basically, if they, you know, I mean, that's how it works. But uh, again, those that the prints. One thing this episode talked about how is they were on the sh- they were on um, they were on the shelf shelving side, stuff, but never behind. behind the counter. So yeah, they don't right. feel, so they kind of clear up the point out they don't think like she's yeah, a they're, they're painting her as very innocent in this situation. Right, right it just now. happens to happen that somebody robbed the Walgreens and in the process of taking prints, hers popped, meaning that. She's probably local to the area. Mm-hmm. Now, doesn't mean she's not part of the robbery. No, but I mean, it doesn't. She, she but could it, easily be a lookout person. Yes, but it, we're it painting casts, her as incident. It counts. Innocent. It casts a shadow of doubt that she is a, a you know a bad guy. Yes. Um. So there's that point. Um. All right. So let's go back to the Hoyt's food bag. Okay. All right. So they ask mom. Anybody know anybody Hoyt food? I used to work there for a short period of time, and then this leads them to go and talk to the head guy at the Hoyt Food Distribution. The bag says 79 on it, doesn't it? it says Hoyt Foods 1979. I'll take your word for I'll it. I'll take your word for it. I didn't I see that. I think it does, which means she worked on it last year, if that's the case. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Because I mean, she's talking about, you know, she quit. I swear that thing said 79 on it. Maybe it said 76. I don't know. Either way. Anyway. Pretty so, recent. Yeah. So he gets there, you know, uh, Roland Hayes, and then they get there and they talk to this head guy. And the key part of this conversation is is that they lead you down the path of why was a foundation created, why was $10,000 given, and the whole yeah. nine yards. Now, I thought his explanation was good, but I felt like they were trying to tell the viewer this is a, another angle of a bad situation because the guy lost his daughter 
and now there's a daughter missing. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like, hey, viewer, are you catching this? Yeah, here's a good slap Slapping you with it. Yeah, but this could also be the classic red herring, well, obviously. Well, to me, that's, that's, I was like, <laughs> put that in bright letters across the screen. But, I mean, there's a lot that connects them to this, though. And... Yeah, you know, you, you talk about rabbit hole. Run down your pipe here. Hold on. Before we get too far okay. in the rabbit hole, though, because uh, well, I want to talk about why these people are mainly connected. Okay. Hayes and uh, West are pissed because they were not given forward knowledge that they were going to release this $10,000 reward. Yes. Correct. Because the detectives don't want this out there because you get False. constant... You know, false calls. Mm-hmm. Exactly, the one phone call. You know, I got a dream, and there's yeah, there my the, dream is always snake farm in Huntsville. Yeah. Go, snake farm. Go ahead and call us back in the morning and ask for these two FBI agents, yeah. which is great. But what I'm saying is, I think the guy they gave us at Hoyt mm-hmm. is a legitimately nice man. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because he said, "Well, we did get approval from you guys. We talked to the county prosecutor. Mm-hmm. County prosecutor." Who we know becomes later on bigwig, right? Yeah. So it's like, I think what this did, and it may all be a red herring, is once again, a high up, you know, powerful person approved this, not the main police squad, you know, not the. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It just shows political you corruption. It's political money. corruption, is all it is. Exactly. It's- but Yellow King, Crooked Spiral, all that shit all came back. To powerful people in a basically a pedophile or a perversion ring. ring, and it's like if they're all making the calls, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and know what what plays to make, which will hurt the you know the Hoyts and everything. Well, well, to hurt the investigation, false calls constantly, all this yes. crap, you know, leading you in different directions, to wasting time. You know what I mean? I'm like that makes total sense if you're if you're that close to it. So I feel like this guy is just the, the smiling face they put in front of you because he really legitimately doesn't know anything, just thinks they're doing something nice. I love the fact that Hoyt's daughter went missing you know, two years ago or whatever mm-hmm. it was. So I was like, well, well this makes she, sense. His daughter died tragically. Yeah, that's what it was. She died. No, I think she went missing. I think, no, I think she died. I think she died. Yeah. Maybe she did. That's the reason she created the Foundation for Children mm-hmm. the is because okay. he children. lost his daughter at a young age. Okay. I'm pretty positive that's what he said. Yeah, the but, Ozarks Children Outreach Center. Right. Correct. Um, so then they asked the question of, I need every employee who's working the chicken line. 700, 700 people. people. 700 Ooh. people, you know, and their hire dates and, you know, whatever and so on. So I'm curious about that. Is that truly to see if Lucy was telling the truth or is that to look for random names that yeah i mean i think it just gives you more information like you don't when you don't know what you're looking for as much information as you can get is going to be helpful plus looking up 700 people with a record yeah how many of these people have any priors right okay you know, so now you're narrowing that pool down you know what i mean you constantly yeah. narrow it down constantly i mean it's giving down. you a good list and everything yeah yeah there's no doubt about that anyway what was your rabbit hole i'm sorry yeah okay well <laughs> so we food rabbit hole get ready ladies and gentlemen <laughs> we do know that she is missing a child and everything and so one of the big theories going around is she was the one playing with the kids in the forest. Who's she? The uh, wife of the Hoyts. Okay. The woman who lost her child and everything. And so we know that there's a brown sedan. That and is, it's a newer, it's a almost newer, brand new upper car. Upper scale brown Upper sedan. scale. And so then you also have a black man and a white woman in this vehicle. 
This black man could very easily be a driver yeah. back in the yeah. 80s and everything. I, I'm, I'm scooping with, what you're poking. With a scar on his face. With a scar on his face. Nice little bodyguard and everything as well. And so what kind of person would play games with children out in the woods and everything and doesn't want to be seen? Potentially a, a nice rich woman who eventually wants to kidnap a little girl, you know, to replace her lost daughter. That hole's getting deep. It is getting very deep. <laughs> it's just thin. <laughs> <laughs> And, and you're so giving then, this actual credit. <laughs> well, no. And then like, you've got all no, these things. And then we were just talking about political corruption. Who's somebody that's going to be able to, you know, dust us under the rug, person? If you may give you a plausibility scale, I'm going to say it's very plausible. Is it too easy? That is the biggest problem is this thing is going to be too easy. But the $10,000 fine or reward, that's going to get all these calls rushing in. You're, you know, well, that right there is just making cops work harder to find truth, you know, the real truth because they're getting bogus tips like crazy. Or it's just going to be like, hey, we want to get this thing ended and everything. We've got too much. We're giving too many resources to this. And it's going to get you to just pick somebody and get evidence to stick on them. And you're not going to look at who actually did it. I do, think, then, I do think there was a weird fact that they gave or a weird bit of information. Mm-hmm. Does Hoyt ever come around anymore? The big it, man. I'm on he's safari. Safari. No, he's in safari in Africa. Hadn't been here in a while. That is a... And he, you know, he talks about, yeah. well, oh, my boy Hayes is a bit of a hunter. I mean, it's just like a weird... Yeah. Like, it's out a, of nowhere. It's a random tidbit of information to disperse an idea. But also an alibi. <laughs> it is a nice little True alibi. There. True there. Who the hell is going to track you whether or not you were in Africa? If you're trying to get somewhere with your wife mm-hmm. and a new child you've just abducted yep. or is saving, then that makes no sense to be like, I'm going to be gone for a while. Well, it's not like he has to clock in anywhere. I mean, exactly. And who's gonna, who, who can vouch there, for him that yeah. he was in Africa? Not only that, and you can imagine he has the money and the juice that corrupt political ties yeah. and prosecutors and everything else to make sure that he's not looked at or that everything is on point. But it also paints the picture of why she's just in the store at, you know, the pharmacy and everything. It's not a robbery. She and why would she try to be found in this situation? Because she's living a happy life. She's not going back home. You know, she doesn't have to do that. So she's living her best life and doesn't want to be found. Okay. And so I mean, there's a lot that just. I, I think that it's making this pretty plausible. The only thing that hurts it is is that it's too obvious. It's episode three. <laughs> we would supposedly have, you know, but, I mean, hook, line, time, sinker. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that is the biggest problem. And I don't want it to be true, but, I mean, there's a lot of things pointing us in this kind of direction. And it kind of plays with your nefariousness in the sense that, oh, she's planning on taking this kid, at least the little girl the entire time. We don't know about the little boy. And that could have been... The connection's going to have to come from how did this lady or the man or whatever like that come to find out that these kids are in a shitty household she used to work there i know she used to work there but she'd go home and be like oh my kids sure are sad because well, you know this garbage house a, but she's also could be the mountain bike everybody rides and so everybody and the brother knows it i mean it's possible or wow. they could have started I just said that out loud yeah. jesus i'm just saying that they're gonna have to make that connection before this makes more sense to me i mean they could I have agree. started off at the uh, children's center after she had lost her kid because i mean it's been around for two years or so maybe they were going there first and then she just started scooping them yeah, off into I the woods. Say, I can like, think I mean, of like I don't know, five like, different things where these people could find out these kids are in a shitty situation 
and how they're identified. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it could be something as simple as that they're dealing with kids at Devil's Den and they meet these two. I mean, you just you, you just never know. I mean, or maybe I, they're involved in the schools and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, it could be, I, I'm, I understand that yeah. there could be stuff. It could. Be. Here, you want to go deeper down the rabbit hole? Amelia, <laughs> Amelia is your connection of. Hey, by the way, who's these great kids that have a shitty lifestyle? No, 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 no. Just set our soul on, and Amelia helps that somehow. I mean, yeah, I still think Amelia. Way out there, yeah, but, I mean, I'm still thinking Amelia has something to do with her book, uh, and like I just don't know what yeah, it could I'm, be. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll dive into that one in, in a minute, but that's a great rabbit hole on the. Yeah, uh, the and I mean, thing. like a lot. It's a lot of different theories, you know. Piece them together, Reddit. They 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 got rabbit holes for days. Let's talk about Scrap Man. Okay, he's going down the Doom buggy. The mob shows up. Knew this was coming. Um, he gets out of there. You know, he's like, I have rights. Da, 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 and he still gets a beat <laughs> down. I fought for your rights as he's getting kicked. Yeah, and I was I mean, like, oh god. Um, I mean, how timely is this? To the shit that's all over the news right now, by the way. Oh, I know yeah, it, I know. I mean, could well, this have lined up any differently? Really? Yeah, I because mean, we do have the uh, Native Americans and everything. That's what going. I'm talking oh, about. Yeah, I mean, that is. Oh, you mean the you mean the the news that which you don't know which one to believe anymore now? Well, obviously, but all I'm saying is. It couldn't have lined up any worse. Oh, I know. No, like, I mean, oh, no. it really couldn't have and everything. We just yeah. need a red hat within, to pop within up Within days, you know. I mean. uh, but yeah, I'm just saying. Anyway, Junkman gets attacked by your local militia. Yeah. You know, of, of idiots. You looking at my kids? <laughs> what you walk around? <laughs> don't ride through here anymore. We got kids that play out here. He's like, I got kids too. No, you don't. Bam. 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 <laughs> yeah. I do like the one guy he got in on it, though. Oh, yeah. Jacked him. You see that guy? Crawl over the tailgate at the very end when they're about to take off. He's hurting. Oh yeah, yeah. he paid it. Um, you always got to get one. Yeah. Okay. So the mob scene, unfortunate, like you said, current events doesn't help it either. But significant is is they have this one little cut scene later where he's opening his shed, moves some stuff off. out of the way, and he grabs this bag. Now, this bag is large. Yes. This bag. So the debate is, oh, he's getting his guns out, or he's getting this out, or so on. I call BS. Whenever I see a big bag like that, you know, if it's something in it like that, you'd grab the handles and you'd carry it out of there. True. He scoops it up like he's scooping up a person. You follow what I'm saying? But the weight in the bag doesn't look like a person. It doesn't. To me, I think it's purely on purpose to make the viewer. It's another of those. Yeah. Viewer, you get this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, he's picking a body up. Look how he's picking this body up. I think the bag's big, but it's not big enough per se for a 10-year-old child either. No, it's just right for a nice big rifle, though. Yeah. Right. So to me, I just like, again, it's just a slapping the viewer moment of, I'm going to make you look this way while it's really over here, you know. So I, I think what this the whole garbage man scenario is leading to unrest in the town. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because what we did find out was West gets shot. At some yes. point. Okay? Yeah. Because you know, Hayes fucks with him. He's like, <laughs> I guess I could have got promoted if I was just stupid and got myself shot. <laughs> you know, um, but I, I think the, the garbage man thing is going to create the mob justice, total unrest in the town, which will also hurt the investigation. Absolutely. You know, so it's like, Nobody is doing these guys any favors. No. I think it's going to create more pressure to get somebody caught and something to happen to quash the communities, you know. Which is why the case gets reopened. Right. What do we always see when these cases get reopened and these, 
new evidence comes out is the fact that a scapegoat was taken. A, a political to do guy was like, we got to nail somebody, and I mean, we got to nail him now. Yeah, find somebody. And as soon as they find a decent suspect, they're like, nail him to the wall. That's our guy. Yep. I want a press conference. Make it stick. I want it to stay. Give, give me as much evidence as we can and everything. Yep. And who's somebody that could easily be peeing for this right now? As we're talking about, we're getting a little bit of mob justice. I don't think we've seen the, the scapegoat yet. Oh, man. We may have seen the scapegoat. I think we saw the scapegoat in the preview of last week's episode, but I don't think we've seen him yet so in, y'all don't think on it an could episode. Be, y'all don't think it could be Woodard at all? The guy that goes and gets uh, beat up and everything. The junk man. His name's no, Woodard. I don't think so at all. <sighs> man, to I me, think, I, I see him. Unfortunately, I see him getting shot and killed. I see him getting killed and that creating the community chaos. Okay. Yeah. Or or he is saved and thus leading to the mob mentality wanting to go after some police, thus leading to Roland getting shot, or something of that nature. I don't see him being the guy who gets incarcerated. I just don't see it. Oh, no. I think Junkman shoots West on accident. I can see that. I think, Maybe. I think judging by what I've seen, it looks like he just opens fire on these people and he gets shot. And then West might be the one that returns fire and kills him. Well, you know, I think it'd be more of Hayes, which, which would, would only keep West more hero, yeah. than Hayes. You know what I'm saying? The community would raise him up on that situation, right? But also, once again, just create more yeah. distrust and distress in the whole investigation. See, I think they'd probably try to have more fun and let Hayes track him down. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do yet. I don't know, I, and I don't think it matters necessarily no. yet. I'm just saying, I don't think he's the guy. I don't even think he's the guy. Like you're saying, is okay. the scapegoat that's arrested. Yeah, like he's another. If that was the case, it would have been too easy of like slapping you in the face situation again. It just and one of the main reasons is because the family wants this done. The prosecutor is saying either it's the family of the kids or it's the family of this guy's. Like we want his case reopened. Right. I think it's the family of the scapegoat. Yes. We already yes. know the scapegoat's they're, families. They're the not going to help him out. They in don't any care where form or anything. No, this guy's right. PTSD junk man. I mean. He doesn't have options much, no. I wouldn't say. Right. I'm 100% on that. So I think that was just a, you know. All right. Let's go to the farmer. So it doesn't show Purple Haze give you a real indication of how he ends up finding the the spot where the bag and the D&D dice are and this other stuff. But it shows that it lives right next to this farmhouse. Mm-hmm. And so they decide to go have a, a, you know, an interview with this guy. And this is the guy who gives you the clue of, you know, it's a black man, the the, the brown Older. sedan that's very nice, and a white woman. Yeah. Um, He's a lot like y'all. I was like, oh, yeah. well put. We got, we got this guy's feelings real fast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and but we, Arkansas. We, we also found out, though, this guy has already spoken to somebody, and Hayes and West were not told about it again. Yeah. Right. So this... And this also feeds into the whole podcaster girl who says, y'all didn't talk to these people mm-hmm. and everything else. And so, again, a sign of power above the, the department taking care of things that could be potential witnesses or the culprits. And I mean, I think it's got to be federal because he says they're in suits and everything yep. really nice. If you guys remember, literally the first episode, when Hayes steps outside, it's nighttime. He just talked to the dad or like that. Yeah. He tells two cops out by the cop car, case the area, talk to all the neighbors, everybody, mm-hmm. you know, so like that. And they look at him like, 
Let me get right on that. Let me get on that shit. You know what I'm saying? Good old boy garbage. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And stumble away. What I'm saying is, is like, no problem for a couple of guys on the take from some high ups. To just be like, that, yeah, yeah, we did it. Yeah, we talked to them. Yeah, because like he said, they had like, what, 100 officers on the case right. working it and everything? And if, if Hayes and Wes look at the report and it says... These people have been spoken to. They got no reason they to would go. No, they would have no reason to go yeah. and speak to them. So it's like, all they had to do was lie to them. Oh, yeah. So I think this more and more pours on. That we got some kind of A powerful person going. corrupted with a couple cops, you know what I mean? It's altering what the facts they get. Especially since somebody gets moved up that we know after this case. Right. I, I think one of the big revelations is going to be, what cop did this guy talk to? Oh yeah, and it'll be asking him some questions. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I mean, it's like how, I mean, I guess we go back and look at the report to where this person was, and then go talk to that guy. But he can easily just be like, "I talked to him. He didn't give me that." Yeah, you know. Then it comes down to he said, he said. True. I mean, you just never know. But like I said, that like y'all said, that right there shows there's a higher element here. Well, we've seen you it know? in a couple of scenes in this episode, yeah. right? And so. Really points towards that power, which if you really look at, think about this, season one, you know, higher ups, influencing politics and law, covering things up, and they unraveled all that and found the bad guy. Season two, higher ups, corruption, this, that, or so on, blah, 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 you find out how this all unfolds. So so Season three, you got to feel like you're keeping the same M.O., that the higher up political corruption, whatever you want to call it, Hoyt food, da da da, again, is somehow intertwined with this whole situation. And so, if not, then it doesn't match the MO of what Pizzolato does in the past. And so, if we don't get some kind of connection to the Yellow King and the Spiral Group and everything, are we a little bit disappointed that this is just kind of the same exact show with different actors? Not necessarily. No. Because the thing with season one was they weren't caught. True. The bad guys got away in season one. The ma- the yeah, murderer, yeah, he died, but was killed. Everyone else got away scot free. But the real power behind the whole mm-hmm. thing gets away, no problem. They can't do anything to him. Well, you realize season two, the power won. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the I, big guys always, always get away. Yeah. So maybe that's Pizzolatto's thing is to show people, like these so, people are just puppet masters. Yeah, you can't touch them. Which is a pretty cool thing to see because the yeah. good guy usually always wins. And here, surviving is right. winning. It's like in this show or in True Detective seasons. Yeah, crime pays. We get the guy closest to it, but we never get the string puller. Mm-hmm. You, never get the, you never get the big fish. Right. And like we didn't even really get the get him the right way, you know? We get him the wrong way. I'm just saying, we, we know the reward. They didn't ask him. Mm-mm. We know... People were supposedly interviewed by somebody. The main, they weren't told. The main interviews that were needed. Yeah. So I mean, they're be, they're not given. They're unreliable narrators based on the fact that they don't know. Yeah, that they're trusting the right people, and that's what's going to get them caught up in trouble. Yeah, no doubt. Um, okay, I thought another key interesting thing here. This was the first episode that shows a purple haze talking to his wife who is at the age that she's already dead mm-hmm. and he makes some comments that were pretty you know unraveling to my in my thought 
it almost to me it seems like this is the first time this has ever happened yes i and think this is the very is saying, first time don't do this to me now i don't deserve this right and you notice he's recording again yep. he has his revolver on his desk you know so he, you know like he's talked about like he was in the doctor's office you know you put me at home i'm off myself so he's keeping that revolver handy as soon as he starts to feel like i'm truly losing it when he loses full control yeah he's just gonna pull the trigger I, and so this is the first sign of i 100 feel like the end of the season he offs himself yeah, and that's a horrible way that's like a, a way i feel like it's gonna happen just because it's just more real and, and it might even happen before the end of the season and then like we just it lives on through his son and everything or the tv show that they're recording just kind of finishes up his part of it yeah maybe i don't know all i'm saying i, I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. I could i could see him totally finding out his daughter's been dead or because she, she makes the comment you know you lost your job but not the way you think you know, yeah. or something like that. I could totally see him coming come to grips that his daughter has passed and he's having to relive it and he just pulls I mean, the hammer back after, and it's over. Especially, especially after, after Walmart. Walmart. Yeah. The Walmart sequence in the 90s showing and that he is still struggling mightily. With this case. 10 years after the case. I mean, they can't go to the toy aisle. They can't mm-hmm. do nothing but stay right by him. Right. Man, I didn't even think about the toy aisle just being the trigger because he just saw those little kids' toys and everything, and that's why he can't do it. I mean, it. all of that stuff. Yeah, I, mean, I was thinking more of like money and everything because it just kind of made it seem well, like it was budget. Me being but. a guy who has small kids, I look at my kids all the time, no, no, <laughs> no. but it made no. total sense. But then when he says, before they make the turn, he says, you all you got to do is stay right next to me. Yes. yes. Okay. And he's like literally dragging them around. Yeah. Well, and Glue. the kid is like doing what every little boy does. You know, he's sitting on the front of the thing and just yeah. pushing them. So, yeah. and then the little girl just kind of wanders away. Yep. All right. Something else is revelation when after talks to his wife like that. The comment gets made, "What you left in the woods?" Yep. Okay. What do we think that Hayes left in the woods? It's going to be a big deal on a revelation of this case because the way it was brought up makes you feel like Man, I'm thinking we might, need to know. I'm thinking it might be a sanity after the, everything that we've seen. <laughs> no, it's something physical. Okay, well, this is what I want to talk about before we got on the podcast. What he left in the woods, I'm kind of leaning towards cash almost, is like it may be what he left in the woods in Vietnam because that was his job. Yeah. Was hunting people through the woods, you know, looking for Viet Cong, you know what I mean, and killing them. And, I mean, he was coming back with scalps. And, you know, coming back with scalps. I mean, what he left in the woods might have been his... Humanity. Humanity. You know what I'm saying? No, I mean, I can definitely see that because, I, I mean... I, I feel what y'all are saying, but I feel like the way the question was posed... It's is that It's a... Some type of potential evidence or some kind of potential something that's going to show why he's not a cop anymore... Or why he wasn't promoted anymore, or why do we think that the, it could have been, powers it be screwed him? But the thing or something. is, but the thing is, is she's saying, "Are you ever going to say anything about what you left in the woods?" Almost like nobody knows what he left in the woods. Could it potentially be vigilante justice? And See, like, to me, you know, that's it's kind of like the Yellow King. A, he killed the real person, and now he's trying to recover it up, maybe with her book and stuff. And he doesn't want that discovered. What, what if he had the evidence that proves the scapegoat is innocent, but he didn't do it? And that's why it's haunting him. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, mean like, there's things for it there. There's a there's a hundred different options here, but I do believe it's very significant for that question to be asked on episode three, the way it was for us moving forward in the season. I really feel like that's something that's going to have to be answered based on that. I mean, the reason I'm kind of leaning towards the sanity is just because we see how much that relationship with his wife has deteriorated. Like, I mean, 
he's getting mad at her drinking. I, like I didn't get anything for you at Walmart. And then how scared he is of seeing her. Yeah, but also like, I think that's just a phase of how their marriage had some chinks. Okay. Yeah, you know, I I just think because I I feel like at the end you see he's like beloved with her. Yes. He talks about her in a way that's like. It's like his missing half. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'll give you that. And he and now I'm not being, think about a body in the woods. Like as okay. You know, you find somebody. It's like you potentially found the killer, and you knew that y'all weren't ever going to get this evidence to stick. Or, or maybe you just find a sicko. You know what I mean? Yeah. You find somebody that is preying on kids and everything. That part has, of the you, that needed to be put down. The guy. Yeah, the guy that was the reading, pedophile that we had earlier books and singing songs to the the daycare. Mm-hmm. You know, he's supposed to be gone. Maybe well, he you isn't. see him yeah. back in town or something like that. Maybe you do put him down and leave him in the woods. I don't know. I don't feel like that's what it is. I feel like that'd be a waste of storyline to me personally. But all right, here's the thing: season one, episode four, possibly the greatest sequence of television yes ever created okay 100 percent agree we all know about this oh there's no doubt season, by the way if you have not gone to see season one episode four you need to go do so right and now. if you have just look it up on youtube it's great to rewatch. episode four is coming up i think that's what we're about to get is the um trash man is gonna have a, a gunfight okay i think that's what we're gonna get yeah i think we're gonna we get this amazing you know sequence in, in episode four again um it had nothing to do with the story. Zero. In season one. Yeah, they, they were running through their lives and going through bikers and doing all going this through a, and so on. a biker drug deal. And yeah. it led to zero. Bubkiss had nothing to do with the Oprah right. case. It was just to have this... Epic scene. Yeah. Epic, it was just amazing to have sequence of, you know, shot on film. I think the same thing will come with the Trash Man. Which is why the Trash Man could eventually be the scapegoat at some point based on this. Mm-hmm. A desperate man... You know, does something yeah. like this. I mean, the headline will write itself. The problem will be, he never says where the girl is, what happened. Never admits to it. Yeah. And right? like you said, there's no reason to reopen the case if it is the trash man. Right. Because, hey, he shot a cop. Yeah. You know, maybe he killed some rednecks. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming like three or four of those guys. Could be a lot of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, what if it comes out he's the father of Julie? You know what I mean? It's, it's way out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like, whatever. The mom's... <laughs> I mean, she's out to live her life she, and everything. Have a little bit of fun. <laughs> she's out there trying to have a good time. Um, I'm, I'm just saying, I think this next episode, we're going to get a whole bunch of stuff that has nothing to do with anything other than the fact that maybe he's made the scapegoat. Maybe. Do you think that there was something in that bag that was incriminating? No. That's the reason he's getting rid of it. And that... I just don't see any way he involved in this so like, i just not saying he's involved in that but like something that's incriminating that makes b- it look like he's involved. makes it look like he's involved thus making him a scapegoat and who's to say when he does this rampage and stuff some of these good old boy cops don't plant something at his house yeah, i mean i think that's more likely than that bag containing anything that makes it just look like a he's crazy a part of the crime. you know he said he lost his children right he mm-hmm. lost his family like that what if that's one of his children in that bag I don't think so. I don't still think that's him. I think he's so dead either. honest. But imagine if it was, you know, that's going to start to smell pretty bad. I'm with you, but you know, if you know, they could go 
you know, that's just the bones. It could be whatever. You know, you could think of a hundred different ways. Um, I, I don't know. To me, the bag, you know, I, I want to say it's a red herring, you know, like, you know, there's this, there's so on. But it could be the potential of being something, like you said, that leads to his being a scapegoat, incriminating, or it's guns and, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just guns that he picked up that way, like you said, just to make us all think that it's something that it isn't. He, he's already said it. He struggles with PTSD. Mm-hmm. He came back to a country that didn't love him. Didn't love him anymore. He had no place anymore. Mm-hmm. He had a place over there, even though it was hellish. You know, what I mean, he knew where he belonged. You well, know, yeah, your job was, and everything. He fought for something. Yeah, and he was then, valued there. And then he comes back and he has no value whatsoever. And he struggles with PTSD. Yeah. So it's like this makes total sense after being mob beat up. For him to come home and just go back into war and just mode. see red, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and then do something stupid or explosive. Yeah, I mean, I know? agree one hundred percent. And I think there's probably some explosives in there. He's going to set some booby traps. Maybe that's why he's cradling like a child because it's got some like claymores yeah. in it. <laughs> there you go. You know what I'm saying? Something I mean, a little more volatile than yeah, absolutely. I'll give you that. And he set up some traps in the woods and everything. Start making some noise. Some, or the EI or IEDs. IEDs. You know, something like that. Oh boy. All right. Um, I don't think it was very significant, but it did give us a little information. Is is you get to see Roland roll up in an IROC Z classic so '80s cool. model uh, Camaro, and he pulls um, it off. He is now state police and head of the state police, apparently. lieutenant. He's a state lieutenant police. in the state police, and um, and he's talking to the dad, and the dad thanks him for getting him out of the gutter five years previously. Um, where he has a life. You also find out that Lucy, the mom, has passed away five years ago, about the same time we got him together. And um, and they kind of had this connection, and they just basically talk about, you know, is she really alive, these fingerprints. He's like, do you know what that does for a father and everything? And Right. And so, and then they have this unique scene of, will you pray with me? You know? Well, this is AA. Okay. That's what yeah. this is. And West appears to be a sponsor. Um I don't know why West goes this route at some point, but we see because we've seen West put a few back. Yeah. <laughs> um, does West drink when he comes to the bar? Yeah, he asks for a yeah, beer. Yes, for a beer. He, guys like, for, he goes for two goes, fingers of Southern Comfort. Southern Comfort. Yeah. And, he's, well, he's, <laughs> and then he gets to serve every day. <laughs> give me a beer, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> or give me a drink. Yeah. Uh, give me two fingers. Uh, yeah, I was. Um, so I'm a little surprised the fact that even if he is a sponsor, he shouldn't be drinking. So right. maybe he's not a sponsor. But you do realize now he doesn't actually get his drinks. You, you know, he just tells them about the case and then they go out the door. No, he drinks it. Does he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm almost okay. positive he drinks right. it. But, but 1990s, 90, West gets him back on the case. Says, right. you want to go to work again? Yeah, it's open again like that. You want to get on this? And yep. you're like, heck yeah. So he, he takes it off. But he's in the IROC, like you said. Goes and talks to the dad. Dad looks way better, by the way. Oh, oh yeah. He looks fantastic. Shave that beard and everything. Yeah. And I think this is going to end up playing a significant role. I just cannot, for the life of me, figure out what it's going to be yet. I think it's just character building for Roland. You know, you're showing that how life progressed for one, you need to show the life how it progressed for the other. No, I agree. And But, I mean, saving the dad and everything, like, I don't know. Like, there's just something in my stomach that's saying that this is going to play a big role. And I'm not quite sure what it can be yet. Because, like, what does he save the dad from? Well, you get whatever the outcome of this, whoever the scapegoat or whoever the bad guy is, we're going to see what happens to these people. Mm-hmm. And so maybe he decides to go and save them or save him or whatever. I don't know. I when, mean, when he talks to him and says, did the, the prosecutor come talk to you? 
He's like, yeah. And he's like, do you explain what's going on about opening the case and mm-hmm. stuff? He goes, you know, he talked to you about the fingerprints. And he goes, do you know what that means to me? Yeah. Which makes it almost seem like, did he ask for the case to be reopened? You know, is it him? You know, that asked, he's the family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, technically, yeah, he's the last living one. I mean, if the mom's dead and the kid's dead. It seems more likely that it's the scapegoat's family that's oh, one that reopened, obviously. But, because um, this would all be moving so fast, if that was the case. True. You know, but. We also learned, though, that they're holding back info on the stuff. Remember, he sends, his wife goes to, you know, schmooze some guys with no bra on. and Oh, yeah. Boy. Talking about yeah. my, my ex-husband's a cop. and <laughs> I'm, I'm clocking out. We yeah. talk about this over a drink and dinner. Yeah. <laughs> He's staying close, as close as he can the I entire mean, time. Oh, man. He's pointing at him. <laughs> God, Lee, she's pointing. He's looming over her. Oh, yeah. And I, I swear they did that on purpose, the whole <laughs> Trump-Hillary debate where he looms over her and stuff i was like they're doing this on purpose yeah. oh, there's so many there's so many undertones oh yeah they're doing, man. Um, it's crazy she's killing it too by the way actress she's murdering it oh um, yeah she's doing a great job but he was none too pleased when she comes back after a dinner date with these clowns yeah and, no and she's like oh i got this evidence they might even let me look at the tape all this good stuff. And he's like, could you not throw this at me? <laughs> How about his last line is, I've said my piece. You can go to bed now. Yeah. <laughs> this conversation's over. Well, apparently. <laughs> I want to argue. I said my piece. Apparently, it's like all they talk about. Well, I mean, Her she's book, writing that book. his case. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing, though. It's a dominance thing. I know, but it's like, I could see where that would be a marital problem where it comes oh. to the point where it's like, I don't want to talk about this with you anymore. Yeah. You know, but, I, mean? I mean, to write her book, that's all she wants to talk about and everything. And True. if she's having success with it and he's no longer having success with it, I can see why, like you said, it becomes a marital problem. It was like, I don't need you doing so well with me failing. And mine's kind of more important since I'm trying to catch somebody. Yeah, but it's like she's realizing her dream while his is falling apart. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you work I mean? in a place where nobody gives a shit about you. you I mean, we like got that. to see his new desk at a typewriter. <laughs> oh, God. Just... Writing reports. Not, not even a true cubicle. You can look to your left and see Betty Joe over here typing yeah, hers. Yeah. Look to your right over here, Susie Ann typing hers. I mean, I was even surprised to see him have cuffs and a gun still on his hip. Oh, yeah. I know. Based on where he was working. I was like, but also, like, I've I mean, never... at least you have that dignity still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ready for use anytime. Yeah. yeah. But I've never seen a typewriter like that where it was like a little circular thing. The orb. Oh, yeah. yeah I've seen it before. Okay. So, like, I. Like, I've just Me only either seen the cash, Don't worry. I've never okay. seen that film in my life. I thought it was the coolest thing. Yeah. No, it's... I wonder if it made it type faster or something, like the significance of it. No idea. It was a typewriter. Hey, man. I think it's, it's as fast as Whatever, the man. They put it on the screen. <laughs> it they even made a little something. cut scene of it. You know, I'm like... They're, they're like... I think it's just supposed to show you the time. <laughs> I got, I got, okay. like, we spent two grand on this typewriter. We're getting as much it's as we can out of it. It's getting screen time, gosh damn it. <laughs> okay. I think, you know what, I think we've hit most of the episode pretty solid. Let's talk about our potential subjects and how, have things changed and so on like that. Okay, the neighbor lady was not even seen. Yes, no, she was. She's at the table, dinner table, holding her hand when they come back to talk. And she's sitting on the damn couch watching TV with them, too. Oh, man, I didn't uh, even notice. Didn't oh, see her. yeah. This she, episode. This episode. She is sitting at the kitchen table. Did you see her? Uh-uh. Holding her hand when they come in and are talking to them in the kitchen. 
And then oh. she is on the couch watching TV with yes, him. Yes, you are right. At the end of it, too. When they're leaving. You're making my neck hair raised. I'm telling you, <laughs> this bitch has got something to do with it. <laughs> okay, so neighbor lady. Oh, we'll call her Halloween, Halloween decoration yeah. lady. Halloween lady. Halloween lady. Okay, so I'm going to say her. her. Uh, She's still on the meter. Her, her, the meter's still running pretty high. Yeah. Right now, because basically. The hood's warm. Yeah. The hood's warm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not touching the exhaust hot, but that hood's warm. Okay. All right, so that's good. She's still on, on dock. Okay. All right, so we're going to go ahead and say Lucy the mom's out of the mix. She's died. Nothing there. Yeah. No, I don't think Lucy's Okay. Dad, you know. No, I think he's completely off right now. now. Engine's cold. He was off episode two when he busted out crying in the backseat. Yeah. I was like, he is not involved. All right. Scrap man? Scrap man, no. I'm I'm 100% no on him. Okay, you're 100% no on him. I'm going to go with a 5%. We just started the car. No. Literally, just turned the starter five, over. Five percent. This, I don't bag, think this green the car. bag yeah. has got you too mixed up. No. <laughs> okay. I'm telling you, we're getting a biker drug scene, season okay. one style, next All right. episode. All right. So, um, Amelia, I'm still going with. She's definitely got something involved with this. Okay. After our last podcast, Cash was the first one to bring this up that Amelia was a suspect yeah. for him. I think the next day, that's all I thought about was oh, the yeah. fact that when we first meet her, she's a school teacher. Mm-hmm. She doesn't quite love her job. She really wants to be a writer. Correct. Yes. She so, would know the kids. Right. Her crap. Knows the kids. Knows their kind of situation mm-hmm. a little bit. I started thinking about Nightcrawler. Ooh. Where you create a crime in order to be the first person on the scene, scene. to take yeah. the photos. Correct. To get the best photo. Which right? that's one of the best movies I've ever seen. If you're a writer... What do you do, do you create a crime only to write a book about it and, and know that's how everything you create, and know all and the that's evidence how you create, and everything? That's how you get your uh, your, your fame, big break. Your break, yeah, because you're you have intimate details, right? I mean, what depth do you go to to create your dream? Yeah, I you mean, you I mean? bring your fantasy to life. So convenient that she ends up getting with the detective on the case. Well, that might not be convenient. That might be planned. I think it would be more convenient, but I think it helped her. To me, I think it's convenient. You can't tell me you were, you were expecting to have tall, dark, and handsome rolling. No, I think it's convenient. Yeah, okay. okay. I'm talking um, about cash here, you know. Um, I, I, I'm just saying, but I got to thinking about the Nightcrawler scenario yeah. where I was like, man, this kid. I mean, you talk I, about a good ending, I rocking your world. That's what I'm saying. Like, that would be the funnest ending to the series to yeah. find out that Amelia, who has now passed, is that him coming to the revelation of, holy shit, my wife. Is the one that did all was this. the one that did this the whole time. The only and then thing you had that montage of scenes of her doing thing in between what they've shown mm-hmm. us, and you'd be like, "No, we get, that Kaiser's, we get the Kaiser Soze moment exactly. and everything." Exactly. You left the coffee mug up. You see the bottom of it. You're like, "No, fuck no! You gotta be kidding me!" But like also, like Roland wants to bring her back in. Like, hey, how about that school teacher to help us interview these kids again? Yeah, no, I I don't disagree with you. That's what I'm saying. That's what lifted me up a little bit. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's throwing a wrench in it now is the brown sedan, black driver, white lady. But unless it's light skinned lady, yes. which at this point I'm 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 thinking that's not the case. Probably not. But I mean, you've never the, seen Amelia with anything but dark hair. You know what I mean? And I just don't think you would mistake her at a distance of being a white. True. And but my thing is also it's, it's still a lot of wonky stuff with Amelia. He hands her the photo of that doll. Mm-hmm. 
she looks a little shaken by it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she's around. Of course, walking. she's the one who gives you the information where it comes from. Walk around and ask kids about it and stuff like that. No problem. And I could easily see her being able to make these kinds of dolls. No problem. Well, she's extremely everything. smart. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm just like. Or she knows where the source is and how it plays Halloween what happened. You know, yeah. That kind of stuff. As far as I'm concerned, as far as what they've shown us on the screen. Mm hmm. She is like the most likely suspect to me as far as what they've shown us. In the end, I don't think she's going to be the one. This episode made me pull her meter down. Exactly. Only because of the brown sedan yeah. stuff. The Hoyt food thing. Yeah. Um, they the, gave us different angles this episode that made it cool down. Man, one and two, the whole writer gig, yeah. I was like, man, this makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. This it brought it down a little bit, hot. but I'm I'm not going to give her zero percent. I'm going to give her, you know. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm so saying, I'm, I'm, yeah. I mean, she might not have done it, but I think this book is hiding something that makes her a part of it. They show it constantly. Yes, like this I is mean, too well, big of a deal. Even there's even a part where she's like, "Oh, are you finally reading that? You know, like that or something? Maybe he's never read it on purpose because it's a sore spot of their marriage." And for all you know, we could have a scene four episodes from now where he starts reading through it and going, wait a minute. We never told anybody. About, exactly. Yeah. Where did th- where'd this info come dun, from? Dun, 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 <laughs> you know, you know? <laughs> Easily. Yeah. I mean, that could be something like that. And that could be so freaking cool. You know? Yeah, or, or maybe he, he called her a great investigator. You know what I mean? When she's writing the book. Mm-hmm. And it's like, or maybe he, he realizes new information. What if Amelia worked the chicken line? Worked at Hoyt Food Factory. <laughs> well, we but see that, her name pop pop up on the list. You never know. Hey. How long did she say she'd been teaching there, though? Like three years, I feel like. I think, I think too long. You might be right, but you never know. I mean, 700 names, hers could pop up. It's possible. We'll see. Like you said, the bag might have said 76. She's been teaching for three years. I mean, she worked a job before 80. It's possible. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I'm still saying she's in the red for But my thing like is, orange, she was I at mean, college. Let's put it this way. If she worked at Hoyt Foods from 75 to 76, mm-hmm. the bag has 76 on it. And just that Potentially. So Potentially. I'm just saying, like, I, that's a lot of big puzzle pieces yeah. going right there together. But I don't know. But that's, she's supposed to have been in college, too, at this point. So. All right. So, all right. So, Amelia, the hood's warm. That's, that's where we're at. It's colder than it was. You know, it's gone down a peg. Gone down a bit because it's episode three. All right, so anybody from the original one we talked about even worth mentioning anymore? I think the only one new now is saying the Hoyt food connection. You know, I, but that's not even a new con. It's just a new connection onto political people. Yeah. Correct. Well, and we you know well, we find out says, that they run Mrs. Hoyt or the Hoyts. You wouldn't call it to that. Well. Do we think the person who actually took the kids has been shown on screen? The person who's playing in the woods with them, have we seen them? Now I'm leaning towards no. I'm leaning towards no, that we have not seen these people yet. I, I feel the same way. Because we haven't seen However, brown sedan that is. damn neighbor still is Halloween lady <laughs> freaks me out. She's seen them. She, I think she knows something. If any... any mystery murder movie you've ever seen they have this supposed you know no no necessary character that's always hanging around mm-hmm. or they show a little too often and it ends up they have either 100% to do with it or you know have something to do with it yeah. I'm just like and she's been in every episode every single key, episode she's been in a key spot 
I know it, man. And I, I swear, like, in the next episode or two, you're going to find somebody that finds these dolls, and you're going to realize that the neighbor is the one who's either had them, collected them, or makes them, or something. We, we didn't get back to the Halloween path they took this episode. No, we did not. So we haven't found that out yet. Like, were they... We don't know exactly which houses. No, yeah, no conclusions have come from that. Yeah. But also, and like if she's in the house watching TV with the parents and everything, there's a chance she could have seen that book of his first Holy Communion and everything and seen how his hands yeah, they, they are laid been, up. You know, like I said, you, you know, know it's like, said, oh, what's, hey, look what's at, this stuff? Oh, this I'm sure. Good. So, you know? I mean, like there's a chance that it wasn't necessarily Jewel, Julie that uh, put her brother's I'm, hands like that. I'm almost 100% that Julie helped pose the body. Yeah, well, I'm also we're saying, saying like, we're saying that Halloween the neighbor could have has seen. access to that book to know what it is. For all you know, they've been sitting there looking through family photos while they're waiting, hoping these children come back. But see, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if this wasn't Pizzolatto's way of throwing the Catholic Church in there as another suspect. Yes. First off, the brown sedan, you know, well-to-do money. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is photos from his communion. First Holy Communion and everything. You know what I mean? That's like... That's yeah. a big moment. A little like, ringer I mean, there. I, I had mine I mean, this is when the Catholic Church was running rampant. Yeah. You know, with pedophilia and, and cover-ups and all that crap and stuff. It's like, well, that just makes total sense. Not huh. to mention, they're extremely powerful. Yes. True. You know what I mean? Always will be. True. So it's like, that is a possible massive red herring, too, just to throw the Catholic Church in there all of a sudden. All right. Let's wrap up the episode by going over what the preview shows us for next week. So, guys, if y'all are not the ones that want to talk about possible previews or spoilers, this, that, or so on, uh, which we don't have to technically spoilers, this would be about the time you uh, say goodbye on the episode. But, look, we want to thank y'all. Our first episode exploded. We went up to number two on iTunes, on most of the True Detective podcasts, and a lot of other places, and huge download numbers. And we, really we can't appreciate thank y'all that. enough. Uh, you know, I'm hoping y'all enjoy the content. Uh, make sure you're still hitting that subscribe if you haven't. And if you got a minute to give us an iTunes review, that would be huge. Um, you know, that's thumbs one, ups, yeah, anything you know, any like that. that stars, it's I mean, awesome. That helps I mean, us it's absolutely amazing that we're number two on iTunes when it comes to a podcast. But uh, a lot of that, like I said, really, really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. Like, you can always find us on any of the social media. The Bleed TV Podcast, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Instagram, all that stuff. And, of course, you can hit us at Bleed TV Podcast at Gmail as well. Uh, if you want to throw some wrinkles or if you have a theory or if you think we're off on something, do not hesitate to if communicate just, with us and let us know what you think. We like, we'll like. we even add that stuff to the podcast. Yeah, um, we have no problem giving you a shout-out or anything. And if you just want to converse with us because we missed something and you know we didn't get on a topic that you liked enough, go ahead, let us know. And we'll hey, be we, glad we might to pick it up on it. the next one. Absolutely. But, guys, that's what we're going to call on this. And so we're going to take a quick pause and go right into the previews for next week. And that was good enough. All right. So I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Uh, some key things were mentioned in the preview for next week. Um, they kept talking about there's so many pieces missing and we're not looking at the case the right way. That was made. Uh, that was mentioned twice in the preview. That you know, and they show a few scenes, but then they also talk about um, they make the statement: Will's death is believed to be an accident. Mm-hmm. They clarify that in verbally in the preview. Okay, and then they also talk about um, everything has been pointing towards the girl, but we've been wrong this whole time. Okay, and then the last thing is is that there's the scene, the montage of the scrap guy running for his life, and then there's an explosion and gunfire while like next to a like a factory or a big yeah. building, possibly or something. Hoyt and Bruce. you see you see Roland like 
flee up and like when something explodes by him and so on. So that's kind of like the key things of the preview. But well, the f- also there's one guy who can make those dolls. Black guy got one dead eye. Yep. Right. And we see him. And we see his spot picture of him. Right. And you also see a much older white woman in a room with these two sitting there talking to her. And, you know, you get the information of that's who makes the dolls. And you see several of them on the table and so on. So the dolls are really going to become a key thing. Again, I think the dolls are going to lead to basically a black gentleman that has a scar. What you said, the dead eye. And this is going to become your scapegoat. Okay, I didn't mention it in the pot earlier, but this is where the preview made me go, well, hell, it answers that question. Um, and so I think that's huge. I think, like they said, the, I think the, the statement of we've been pointing at the girl and been wrong. Where do you think they mean by that? She See, wanted to be go run away with them and everything, not necessarily kidnapped. It was just like. I think Julie's parentage is the huge part of this. Yes. When the chick says, you know what happened with Julie and her father, the the podcast or the show lady says that on the interviewing, and we had uh, his his parents were like, you know, she could have been conceived while he was on an oil rig. Yeah, I'm thinking that the scapegoat or the person who did the kidnapping is Julie's real dad. Okay, because if you are. Julie's real dad. Mm-hmm. Why would you want Will? Fair. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But like, but Will, being a protective brother, why would you let her go with anybody? Especially leave you behind, right? Into a and you have no way of proving that's who you is. And right. Who says you actually knew that? So it's like I so, can easily see Julie's real dad, possibly being the person that took her. Or being the person that becomes the scapegoat. So as potentially being the person, could we possibly say this again points to the Hoyts if she worked at the factory and everything and he was still working there at the time? That's what I think we're going to find out in 700 Names is who Julie's dad is. Okay. Because okay. so 700 Names is going to turn up somebody. Well, I'm saying it might not turn up anybody. It might just be Hoyt and she worked there and she slept with the creator of Hoyt's chicken industry or if it's old man Hoyt it could maybe it's the son or I don't know I mean I get what you're you're saying I mean yeah I mean mean, they've already given you the look of that she's a party life girl mm -hmm. what's to say why she was there she stooped Hoyt and especially while he's away on the oil rig and everything but did she she say she worked there during the time that that would have conceived the baby we don't know when she worked there we don't know necessarily right that's what I'm saying what I'm saying is she said, I worked there years back, but I make better tips and this, that, or so on yeah. at the whatever place she works If Hoyt's the father, and he lost his kid a few years ago, but tells his wife, well. And it would explain why he I knows. I actually have another daughter out there. Yeah, And it would explain why they know about their home life situation is because, well, I, I yeah. know the mother. Yeah. Like, so that's a possible, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm just saying, you know, there's some. You could also look at it from the angle of. He's on safari, so the wife goes to t- gets rid of the kid, kids, whatever. You know, you could look at it as that's a stain to their mm-hmm. name. Is that he finds could out that, it, like that an illegitimate child that could take the Hoyt, you know, whatever if it's ever discovered. And but and also if it is his child and everything, and Julie or uh, Lucy mysteriously dies, 
down the road and everything, tying up some loose ends. I mean, it, yes, it's I'm like I'm super thin. I mean, like you know, I but think some it's of it still some of it's going to be what kind of condition is Julie in now that we know she's alive. Yes, and I mean if that's we what we need to see Julie, out. and she's in a nice dress and pearls. It, well, it points more towards like, maybe Miss Hoyt was just been taking care of her. Mm-hmm. You know, they've yeah. been taking they care of her this whole time. They part of the family and everything. Yeah. But if she is robbing the store and everything, or part of the lookout team or something like that, then we know it's a little bit more nefarious. Like you were pointing out. Hey Hoyt, you're there. powerful. You got money. You mm-hmm. own some of these politicians. I need a new daughter. Yes. You know, and I'm gonna get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you take care of all this shit. Make sure you know everything comes out clean. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'll protect her. Do you think there's any chance that there's the potential of, which is, you know, uh, current events, recentness that are so on, somebody's captured and they're Jedi mind tricked into believing they're in a better place and they'll simply run into her because she went to Walgreens picking up shopping yeah. and she thinks her abductors or new parents or this. I mean, Stockholm stuff. syndrome. Stockholm I mean, syndrome. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, do you think that's a potential here? Potentially, especially if they've been playing with her in the woods. And that's everything. what I'm saying. That's how you twist them to begin yeah. with. Right. So, I mean, to me, that doesn't have a an, an impressive ending to show the nah. political power to it. So, no, to I me, don't like I'm that. off of that one. No. Uh, but other than that, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, I don't see anything else coming from that other than, a, you know, like I said, it's a few nuggets, you yeah. know. So, just uh, guys, tune in next week for us. Please give us a like on iTunes and everything if you can. Give us a review. Great review. Yeah, really man, help us out. Huge. And please e- email us any questions. Talk to us on Facebook, Instagram, anything. And uh, we'll love to have a conversation with you. Absolutely. And see. Absolutely. Guys, this is True Detective Podcast from Bleed TV. And we're out of here. See y'all next week.